At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. On this episode, we are crossing it over like AI. So corny. Host of the LA CityCast, Danielle Alvari. We will uh, talk some NBA, talk some hoops. Sixers, Lakers uh, were in action on Wednesday night. We'll recap a little bit of that, get Danielle's thoughts on the Lakers, and then we'll look ahead to Sixers, Clippers, later tonight friday night out in la so plenty to get to hope you enjoy the combo with danielle without further ado here it is all right so let's get into it now uh host of the la city cast danielle alvari here with me and i guess i'm here with her it's you know we're this is a crossover okay so we're here with each other <laughs> exactly well, let's just make sure the record is set straight with that so uh, let's get right into it. I mean, we have, I guess, a little bit of this Lakers-Sixers game to recap, and then we can preview some uh, some Clippers-Sixers. Clippers in the eighth spot in the West, Danielle. Yeah, how about that? I mean, we just talked about briefly about how they're kind of on a downward trend, it seems like, at the moment, which is not what I want to see continue, but maybe they're getting some players back soon, so that's something to look forward to, but better record than the Lakers. Unbelievable. I mean, it's nobody wants nobody wants it though. Nobody in LA wants the basketball team to be the Clippers, and I think it's un it's unfortunate, right? I mean, do you yeah. think when they got Kawhi that that opened the door for possibly making this a little bit more of an actual rivalry for for LA? Yeah, you would think, but you have to think. I mean, when's the last game that Kawhi Leonard played in the postseason last year? Yeah, right? yeah, and probably not going to see him this year. Right. So that's um, 
you know, that doesn't help anything. But even when he was playing, yeah, you felt like for a while that the Clippers had a chance. I mean, the Lakers obviously coming off a championship not too long ago in the bubble. But, you know, even going back to Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and when DeAndre Jordan wasn't, you know, an ancient old man with a cane <laughs> on the basketball floor, they, they had a chance to overtake the Lakers. I didn't even realize, too, the crossover there because you guys ended up with DJ. Man. Are you enjoying him? He's a tough watch. <laughs> he is a tough watch, Danielle. I mean, this dude, I don't even know why we signed him, honestly. I mean, Doc just doesn't like playing young players, so he just loves going with the veterans. Loved having Drummond, but Jordan's ancient out there. Like, he cannot move. Yeah. I remember being in college and watching him play with the Clippers. That's it's it's been a minute it's been a minute it for has him. been a minute <laughs> um it's been a few minutes speaking on the lakers i mean i said the other day they graced us with a win because they haven't had consecutive wins since january 8th but they did cover versus the sixers and they did it without lebron or ad does that show a sign of life here or are the sixers kind of stumbling right now as well because you've obviously watched more sixers games than i have where are they at it's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're stumbling. I mean, if we want to compare it to the 5-0 start in James mm -hmm. Harden's first five games with the 76ers, like if we're going to use that as it's a good yeah, benchmark. The, the, yeah, the benchmark, <laughs> then yeah, maybe they are stumbling a little bit. I mean, they, they just look gassed. Mm -hmm. Embiid, this is like the most he's ever played in his career. And, and I think he wants to continue to play because he wants to solidify the, the MVP award. At what cost, though? Because, you know, he's a big man that has knee injuries, uh, you know, a history of knee injuries, I should say. So he needs his rest before the postseason. I just feel like they're on cruise control and they're not able to work out maybe some things they need to get better at with James Harden in the mix and getting ready for the postseason. So I, I would say they're stumbling. Listen, the 76ers, they have zero bench. They have no depth and they have no shooting. So... That's a problem, right? Like even if they're all at 100 at 100%, which they won't be, those are all problems. So I think stumbling is a fair word to use, but I also don't think it's anything new. And now for it's the not Lakers, in their best form is kind of what I was because just leading up to the game, yeah. I was like, what's going on with the Sixers? There were just some questionable games in there. Absolutely. And now on the Lakers side of things. You know, I don't know. Is there still optimism? Like, are I was going to say, saying, I'm sitting well, over here what? being like, you guys are stumbling. Like, the Lakers are doing so much. But the Lakers have been just <laughs> terrible. They live and die by LeBron James, which is why this was interesting, actually, to see them play without him. And, of course, coincidentally, uh, they rest him, and now he gets five days leading up to the Pelicans game. They say that wasn't intentional, but, like, come on. Uh, so, I mean, LeBron versus the Cavs the other day, 38 points. 12 assists, 11 rebounds. He's doing it himself. And so this team yeah. goes and dies by LeBron James, which is kind of the opposite of the Clippers, actually, because the Clippers have just been everything by committee and just getting it in and doing it however they can best. But unfortunately, starting to kind of see a slide for them as well. So uh, I'm interested to see where this line goes with the Clippers, because I thought I saw an opening line for, for Clippers Sixers that was five and a half. Have you seen this yet? Interesting. No, I haven't. Yeah, so, I mean, that seems real low to me, especially it because does. the Lakers got eight, but take that with a grain of salt. That said, uh, 
this Clippers team has been struggling on offense throughout the year. That's just been the case. Reggie Jackson, Marcus Moore Sr., it's on any given night, it seems like it's somebody else's responsibility to be in charge of it. But that's fine. That's good that they have at least some options that are willing to go after things, as opposed to the Lakers team that's a lot of older players that aren't really willing to do that as much. Uh, but with the Clippers struggling on offense, not news. There was this little brief period right after the All-Star break where they kind of had this injection of offense, and all of a sudden, this team that I love betting unders on, I couldn't bet unders on because they were scoring so much more, and it was offsetting these totals. But I, I think it was when they had Norman Powell for just a few games, then he goes out with an injury. They say they might get him back before playoffs. Paul George, by the way, practices with the Clippers for the first time since December. Uh, and Norman Powell also back on the court and apparently not in a boot. So good things coming for the Clippers, perhaps, perhaps. But as it pertains to Friday's matchup, I don't think we're going to see either of those people. So, again, it's going to be these role players for the Clippers. And what's been more scary for me is they've started to slide back in the defensive categories. If you look at just in the last month or so uh, from cleaning the glass, their defensive efficiency, all of these ratings have gone down. They used to be a top four defense at least in both of these categories. And now we're seeing them more like 10th, 14th. And so that yeah. starts to make you worry because the defense is kind of what was holding this team together. You know, I don't know if, you know, as we get towards, you know, the, the end of the regular season, we're certainly in, in the back nine, probably closer to the 18th hole, you can say at this point. Like how much of all of that do we factor in to the stats, right? Like, yeah. are all these teams on cruise control here? It's been a long season. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we want to let them off the hook that easy, but I think that is a factor here. If you start to see team stats slide back a little bit, individual stats slide mm -hmm. back a little bit, inconsistent maybe even at best, I, I, I don't know, you know what that means, but it's worth bringing up. It's a good thing to note because I think for me, this season to last season for NBA betting, the times that I've struggled is when all of a sudden there's been situational things, right? So coming up on the all-star break, we know that that factors into how games are played. These final yeah. 10 games of the season, I'm wondering if there's something different going on here as well. Because in the rhythm of the season, my NBA betting has been so much better than last season. But when it comes to situational things, uh, like leading up to a break or LeBron sitting out versus the Sixers because he has the Pelicans on Sunday, things like that. Those are the situational things I think you have to start to really key in on here. So the Clippers are in eighth. The Lakers are in ninth. Yeah. What's the what's the better bet here out of the two to, uh, you know, get into the, the big dance, I guess we can say, or the, get further in the in the postseason? Yeah. Listen, the Lakers on Bet Rivers right now, plus 280 to make the playoffs. That's make it through the play-in, by the way. Yeah. And there's a no, and the no is minus 400. Let me say, I talked about this prop two nights ago. The Lakers are plus 270, so it's gone up 10 cents. And then the no was like minus 350. It's gone up to 400. So people are betting no on this. And I understand why. And it's funny because it's not even a value play to bet the no at this point. You're laying so much uh, thinking the layers are not going to be able to make it through the play-in. I don't know. I mean, here's what's giving me a little glimmer of hope, too, that Russell Westbrook is looking, dare I say, decent. Do I want to go down that road? But, yeah, I mean, you and I are both the kind of people who don't actively root against Russell Westbrook. So nah. there's that. Yeah, I mean, he's what, – what was his stat line against the, the Sixers last night? Like 23-9-9? and nine? Yeah. That's like, the old, that's the old Russell Westbrook. You know, that's the old Russell Westbrook. Now it's, it's a lot easier – for him from an individual standpoint to put up those numbers. 
because you just don't have LeBron there. You know, it's yeah. all him and he can kind of just fully do his thing. There's no leash on him and there doesn't need to be a leash on him. But what does that look like in a play-in game? I mean, listen, forget all of the Lakers inconsistencies. This is my opinion from, from a distance all the way in Philadelphia. I'm not going to bet against LeBron in a play-in situation. Right. I mean, the guy's still playing at a high level. I'm not going to do it. LeBron on any given night can do whatever he wants, it feels like, right? right. The only thing yeah. is there's been wins that he hasn't been able to secure even doing the most that he absolutely can do, and he just needs a little bit of help. Like, I think he just needs that yeah. one guy. DJ Augustin was kind of a weird pickup for them and also an older guy, but seems to be, like, contributing a little bit. And then if Russell Westbrook's going to be on track here, then that's something as well. Um, but... Yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I don't want to bet against LeBron or the Lakers, really LeBron, in the play-ins. Um, but I don't feel confident. I don't know. I think that there's been this question, too, of like, are the Lakers still trying or are they not? Because they had this huge slide. And Vogel's over here saying, oh, they haven't dropped the rope, which is like, haven't they, though? Um, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you tell them that? that guys, yeah. the rope, pick it up. Um, right. <laughs> but that's what it kind of seems like. It's been very touch and go, I guess, with the Lakers. And all of a sudden, it's like, we're focused on winning a championship. I don't know if LeBron just, like, put the, like, scare of the Lord in them or something. Was like, hey, I'm not getting any younger. We got to do it this year, and we can still do it. Um, but it just, there's that motivation question mark, I think. And also, I'm wondering, the Lakers are still kind of in the mix of things here. The Clippers seem like they're pretty secure in their spot as far as the playoffs are concerned. And then, what, the Sixers are right behind the Heat? Are they still gunning for that one spot? I wouldn't say gunning, but um, <laughs> you know they are towards. they are second. <laughs> they are second. So I mean, they're they're one and a half games back. They're tied with Milwaukee. Ah. I, I don't think the 76ers, It is not in their best interest to try and chase down Miami. I know that sounds insane because the one seed is obviously a luxury to have in the postseason, where everything runs through you up until the NBA Finals. But I, I just don't think you want the possibility of playing Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And I think the third seed will can give you a little bit of a better path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Well, that that's interesting. Just looking at it from a who has more to gain here, I guess, because I'm looking at Clippers Sixers, and I don't know if anybody knows this. Clippers have lost four in a row. They've lost five of their last six. They haven't covered a game in five straight games. And meanwhile, the Sixers have won four consecutive games in 10 of their last 11. So to me, this seems like slam dunk. The Sixers get this done. Uh, and I think that for some reason the line is still kind of overvaluing the Clippers and hasn't caught up to kind of these deficits that they've been having these last couple games. Yeah. I, uh, th this is a three game, three game road trip for the Sixers. So obviously start at Wednesday night yeah. against the Lakers now Friday night against the Clippers and then Sunday against the Suns. I, I predicted before this road trip got underway that, I would imagine Embiid and Harden, or at least one of the two, if not both, get a rest mm. from one of these games. Now, is it the Clippers game and they decide to give the Phoenix game a measuring stick type of vibe? I don't know. I feel like they've been avoiding that. They sat Harden and Embiid against Miami. They sat Harden uh, a week ago against Miami. So they're like not even trying to beat Miami, even though they <laughs> did it without both those guys the other night. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. Maybe we don't find that out you know, until we get closer to tip off. Yeah, absolutely. The other other thing I wanted to look at maybe was the total for this game. That's been my favorite thing to bet on the Clippers this season until, until honestly, after the All-Star break because it became incredibly inconsistent. But 
The Clippers offense actually shot decently in their last game versus the Nuggets. They lost. They kind of kept it close, weirdly. But again, the defense has been the bigger issue for me lately, even though the off because offense struggling is nothing new, right? They shot 48.8% versus the Nuggets, but only like 31% from deep. I know the Sixers like to play it really slow. Do you think yeah. that we see something? I know we're going to see a low total here. Do you think it's going to be too low that I could maybe look at like an under or an over? <sighs> I don't know. I, I can't even give you like a probably a, a legitimate educated guess on mm -hmm. what this total is going to be. I mean, I'd say maybe around like 218, yeah. 224 range. And, you know, like the Sixers put up, what, 121 last night, I believe. So I, I would imagine this is going to be One a lower rest. scoring night for the 76ers. Yeah. Yeah. I think I we're going to see under. a really low total. And I'm just wondering, is it going to be too low to bet the under on? And, and then maybe there's some value on looking at an over. True. Yeah. Um, you're in Philadelphia though. And so is some really exciting college basketball action. What's the vibe like in the city? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the Villanova fanfare is not where it should be. Okay. Like it, it, it's just not like it's on everyone's radar. Obviously any alumni are, are all in right now, but the city has a lot of college basketball, like alumni wise, Temple, St. Joe's, even though the, those teams are not anywhere close to the level that Nova is people don't jump on the Nova bandwagon here Danielle if they get this win against uh Michigan we're recording when it's about to tip off mm -hmm. then I think everyone's all in but it's not where it should be and this is a program that's won two national titles in the past five years it should why be do you all think Nova. that is though why do you think it's not where it should be what are, what is what's the problem for the fans I I just think it's there's like I said, there's so much different, so many different loyalties in the city. Mm, okay. Like there's a lot of Temple grads. There's a lot of St. Joe's grads. Divided. There's a lot of Drexel, LaSalle even. Their programs are not Nova's, like I said. But um, I just don't think people get fully behind them from an entire city perspective until they're really close to doing something special. Uh, what do you think that the Bruins are going to be able to do in Philadelphia? My Bruins facing the Tar Heels. A lot of people are really torn on this one, and I get why you would want some points in this one. I don't know. Why don't you tell me what your thought is, and then I'll give you my pick. You might not like it. I think I think I know what your pick is going to be. I understand why, right? I mean, the Tar Heels are shooting the lights out right now, or they're shooting the best they have all season. They've won, what, eight in a row or something like that since the mid-February? So. Um so I get why they're the hot team right now. And if they could just drop a bunch of buckets, it's not like UCLA is this offensive powerhouse, which is weird because they're like a top 15 in adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. So they find ways, but they're definitely not known for being this really great offensive team. And so, yeah, if you have a team that's going to be dropping a bunch of threes, that's going to be an issue if you can't slow that down. I think that UCLA is smart enough on the scout usually to figure out what is this team going to do really well? And I don't know what else the Tar Heels do well because in all these games, I'm seeing them with a bunch of threes. I think I've mentioned this a couple times on different shows, so pardon me if this is something I've already said before, but they had 13 threes versus Marquette. I think they had 11 versus Baylor, but both of those games too, double-digit turnovers. So that's something to note too, and I know you probably saw some of that Baylor game, and yes, the refereeing, let's not even get into it, but... It seemed like they were just giving them opportunity after opportunity for Baylor to come back. And if they do that against UCLA, UCLA is going to capitalize on it. They're a closer team. And it's funny because I was actually on Rush Hour with Danny Burke from VEASAN, and 
he asked about this and he said, can UCLA play from behind? And I said, they're the only team I think left in the tournament that I'm not worried about when they're playing from behind because they've done it so many times. So I think this is a scary matchup for UCLA, especially because they have the speed. They could dominate on the boards and also they could exploit UCLA's transition defense, which you've seen to not be so great. Um, so I completely understand people wanting to take two and a half points in this matchup. And even Tar Heels could upset here, but I do think that UCLA yeah. is capable of getting this done. And and I will say this, something, I guess, in favor of UCLA, but it's just a fact. I mean, you, you hear so many people, and, and I've said this all week when being asked about Villanova. I'm like, well, Villanova hits their threes. It's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but it is true. But like with, with a team like UNC who's been scorching hot from three the past couple of games, the stats that you mentioned, can they continue that? Especially if that's not something that they relied heavily on all season. And now they look back at the past two games on how they've gotten here and they're like, oh, bleep. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on us right now to shoot our way into the Elite Eight. Right. Right. And I do think that, like I said, the turnovers are going to be an issue. We've seen that already throughout the tournament, those teams that are prone to those having issues. Um, what's interesting too with, with the Tar Heels that I don't think a lot of people are touching on is their defense has shown market improvement just in the last three games or so. That's what I think is less sustainable than those offensive, like those threes, right? I, everyone's yeah. saying that, but I'm like, I don't know. And, and that's interesting because UCLA's had to face a tougher defense, I think in St. Mary's and found a way. So it's going to be interesting. And I think that UCLA, again, does a really good job of taking care of the ball. That's opposite of the Tar Heels. And they also create a lot of turnovers, either non-steal or steals. So I think that is their door. That is their gateway to kind of be able to get a one-up on this team. But it's tough when the other team is making three-pointers and you're not. I know. I know. Listen, it's going to be a great game. Yeah. It really is. Um, probably one of the better ones. I mean, there's some, there's some good ones a little bit later tonight on Thursday night, Texas Tech. Duke. Uh, I mean, there's great games all across the board on both days, but I think UNC UCLA is going to be a really good one. I would lean with UNC with the yeah. points. Honestly, I'll, I'd probably go UNC money line just because I think it's it's a toss up. So just give me some value on the Tar Heels money line. But that's better. There's really yeah. not a ton of like uh, educated information behind that pick. It's just sort of rolling with a team that's been playing well uh, and some slight value from the betting point. Well, that's that's what the madness would tell you. It would say stick with the hot team. So I get it. Yeah. Are <laughs> but you, are you going to lay have, the points? I haven't yet, but I think I'm going to. Okay. I haven't yet. I think I'm nice. going to. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Why? Everyone's like, just put them in a, a money line parlay. No, I think I'm going to lay right. the points. I don't know. We'll see what it ends up being before tip off. But I do have Villanova advancing, actually, over Arizona, if that counts okay. for anything on my bracket. Counts That's actually something. the the South is actually the region I got most correct. Yeah. Yeah. Is Where your you bracket completely right busted? <laughs> no, yeah, it's not a complete mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, I have Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, and Villanova in my final four, so they're all alive. There you go. Yeah. That, that's all that matters. If you can get like six of eight, elite eight, or hell, even if you have all of your final four still in play, you're in a good spot. Yeah. So. It's exciting. I wish I was in Philadelphia, though. I searched high and low every possible way. I looked at trains, planes, automobiles. It just <laughs> wasn't in the cards for me to be there. Damn. Well, maybe you have a <laughs> Final Four trip to plan soon. Oh, we hope so. It's going to be a road trip, but maybe not with gas at the prices that it is. <laughs> yeah, you might have to walk. <laughs> 
might have to walk. <laughs> All right, Danielle, I, uh, I have fun with you as always. I appreciate it. Anything we missed? Anything you want to add? No, just, just pray for the Bruins. Pray for them. <laughs> pray for the Bruins. <laughs> pray for the Wildcats. Pray for the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers, you're playing for the Clippers. Yeah, well, they need it. They need your prayer. The Sixers don't. So, Ah, It depends what we're talking about, but (laughs) fair enough. All right. uh, We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. All right. Thank you all once again for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Make sure you are subscribed and following the show available on all of your pod platforms. Give me a follow at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. And have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Good luck on all of your bets. And we'll catch you on the next episode right here with yours truly. Peace. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or even same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet River Sportsbook. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app.